Good evening and welcome to Untapped Potential for Tuesday, October 6, 2020. Yes, this means the end of the year is quickly approaching. I am your host, Dr. Simone, and thank you for joining me right here on TDN Radio, your number one source for inspiration, motivation, and energy. If this is your first time tuning into the program, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to save the link to set your reminder to join us every week right here on TDN Radio every Tuesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. A very special good evening to our regular listeners, whether you listen live every Tuesday or you listen via the TDN podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining me each and every Tuesday. And you know, I have to tell you, you are the engine of our virtual support community. You are the engine of this program. You continue to spread the word and you support this program in so many ways. So a very special good evening if you're joining us from Dominica, St. Kitts, the rest of the Caribbean. Uh, speaking of St. Kitts, we have to uh, say special good evening to Francis Ann and the crew out there in St. Kitts. Uh, of course, the New York City crew, Basilia, Jikenia, Anikim, the Matthew family, the Senhouse family. And while we're up in the north, we have to also remember Liz out there in Massachusetts. Thank you for all the work that you do to promote us on Twitter and WhatsApp and just spreading the message. And of course, we cannot forget our London crew, Irma Marie. You know, it is quite late in your neck of the woods, but you are sure to be locked in every Tuesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. So thank you. Thank you for being a major part of this program. And of course, I cannot forget Mr. Ale uh, Jeffrey Alexander and his lovely wife, Allison, out there in Canada. So across the world, wherever you're listening from, thank you for being here and thank you for joining us. So what a week we had last week, right? So to be honest, were you really surprised that President Trump and First Lady came down with coronavirus? I certainly wasn't. And I think this is just a reminder to all of us that none of us are immune from catching this disease and we must still continue to follow the health protocols. 
So you know how we do it. It's going to be another packed hour. We have Mr. Loftus Durand on the lineup to speak with us about all the important work that he's doing in the area of youth development. But before he, he joins us, let's go ahead and take our nice, deep, collective breath together. Inhale and exhale. And can we just put a pause on the stress and the worries of everything we need to take care of while we enjoy our mental break together? I think we can. So as always, let's step into the week with the spirit of gratitude as we enjoy this one from Colin XB, a song entitled The Praise.
needs. So in everything, we remember to give praise for life, for hope, and of course, for the support of each other. And as I mentioned before, we are in the month of October, and let me just give you a little hint of what we're going to be doing this month. That's right, this month we are celebrating Dominica. As most of us from Dominica will remember, uh, November 3rd is the 42nd anniversary of our independence. So I thought, why not use the entire month to celebrate? And of course, if you're not from Dominica, we welcome you to come celebrate with us, to come learn about our culture, our heritage, and just who we are. So this month, let us all celebrate our ancestors. Whether you're from Dominica, you're from a different island, you're from a different country, let us all remember to use this month to celebrate our ancestors, those who came before us, who made us strong, and who made us resilient today. So as we can see, the time is going by very quickly. So before the hour runs away from us, let us welcome Mr. Loftus Durand as he talks about youth development, a topic which I am hoping that will be part of a series of conversations we will be having in the upcoming year. So yes, I'm already making plans for the upcoming year and I hope that you plan on staying with us so we will have a number of ongoing conversations. So stay tuned for after we speak to Mr. Durand to find out all about what we will be doing for the rest of October as well as for the next year to come. So stay tuned. Today, I am very happy to be joined by Mr. Loftus Lofty Duran. If you are a listener to Q95 radio station, you are very familiar with Lofty and he is usually the one doing the interview, but today we're putting him in, in the interviewee seat. So I, I hope he's okay with us asking him a couple of questions as we get to know him a little bit better. So by way of profession, uh, Lofty is actually an electronic technician or an electrician, and he's the owner of Lofty Electronic Services in Dominica. And as I mentioned before, he is also a radio personality on Q95 FM in Dominica. So Lofty, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Ms. Simeon, for having me on. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate the gesture. Yes, it's certainly a pleasure having you on. So by way of introduction, just tell us a little bit more about who you are, because you know, we hear you on the radio and we just think that we know you already. But who is uh, <laughs> who is Loftus Durand? Well, that is very well in terms of you said you and other people normally hear me on the radio, and it would seem as if you know me or they know me. So that 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 says that at least I'm doing something good. So thank you very much for that accolade in that department. Um, yes, my name is Loftus Durand. For those of you who don't know, um, I am a 
an electrician, electronic technician by trade. It's kind of two in one, but both of them, they kind of intertwine, correlate with each other. An electrician basically deals with the more, more hard wiring stuff of lighting in homes and just having proper lighting. That is very, very important in a home or in a business or, you know, just in your everyday operation. Um, the electronic part of it is where now, apart from the lighting and everything that goes with the electrical business, the electronic part of it is where I come home, I come to your home, I come to your business, and whatever appliance you have that is giving you a little problem or just needs a servicing or is faulty, that is where I come in to make sure that that is in working order again. So all household appliances, once current passes in it, and then I try my best to repair it. Yes, certainly. And you know, we all need um, someone with your skills and qualifications on speed dial, because Thank especially, you. you know, if there's like a thunderstorm or the power goes off, it always seems to like trip one of the equipments in our homes. So again, it's always good to have someone like you on quick um, call. So in terms of your business, tell us some of the challenges you faced as a small business owner in terms of getting your, your business going and even any challenges you faced with, you know, Hurricane Maria or Tropical Storm Erica. So some challenges you faced along the way. Okay, um, I'm a person, I'm a very optimistic person. So, and that is how I, I kind of, you know, live my life in a very optimistic mood, a very op optimistic mood. So though there may be challenges, me being the owner of a small business, as you said before, that is true. Um, but I, I normally look at the brighter side of, of being an owner of a small business in the Commonwealth of Dominica, in that for the past 20 something years, I have been able to feed myself, feed my family, um offer help financial help or wherever it is that my help is needed and it's as a result of me being the owner of a small business so so though there are many challenges but i i view it as a great opportunity to to as i said before take care of my family take care of my myself and even look after as well employing other young people in that they too can earn a living and also whilst working whilst on the job i normally impart that 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 knowledge of the how to do what i do so that other young persons may be on the ball as well as to they themselves um earning a living out of the skill that i possess great great so it sounds like you're interested in like an apprenticeship program where you can pass on the skills and you know electricians and electronic technicians are always in demand so that is certainly an area that i would recommend for a young person who's not quite sure what field they want to go into yes a matter of fact a matter of fact um a lot of younger guys than myself they some of them have passed under my training i help them along the way and some of them are right now on their own doing their own business fending for themselves feeding the family they say knowledge or education doesn't stay in one head and if it stays in one head then it it, it means very little 
it is that passing on of information that can serve the the the, the greater good where where human kind is touched and and that is where i i normally wants to be in terms of just passing on that information that i know so that when the good lord decide to call me home at and at least there will be that information on the ground that i have left behind yes certainly certainly now let's talk a little bit about your journey to becoming a media professional a radio personality now correct me if i'm wrong but i've heard that the story was that you were a regular caller to q95 <laughs> and then somehow you became a radio personality so kind of walk us through how all that happened okay well um wow where do i start i have a very uh technical brain quote unquote so anything to do with my hands or anything to to pick up or to learn or to grasp my brain is wired in that department so so yes um i was just a regular caller to q95 you know making my point as a citizen of my country um standing up for my country wherever needs be but but the host of the program you know kind of saw something in me and he invited me a couple of times to you know just be with him in the studio nobody not knowing i was there in the studio with him and when he when he afforded me that opportunity i i pranced on that opportunity and so i used to just be sitting down in the studio in the studio with him sometimes just looking at him i'm watching how he pushes cubes or he runs his advertisements um how he does his thing and so that great opportunity came now when he himself i guess they say sometimes the universe line up in such a way that you never know that opportunity came for me when this host matthias pelty jr he had to be out of dominica for some time for some medical treatment and um the confidence that he gained in me he asked me straight up one day would you like to hold on for me in my absence wow. to tell you the plain truth when he when he asked me that the very first time my heart was pounding i said but wow and i said to myself no you cannot do that but after giving it some thought i told him let me just digest it give it some thought giving it some thought i slept on it and i said you know something me being that optimistic person i am i said lofty there are many challenges in life and you have overcome so that is just one opportunity again for you to overcome whatever challenge there may be in that field of journalism and voila i i made my mistakes um i'm still making mistakes but as i said before i am very optimistic um challenges they, they spur me on i i use them as a catalyst to to be better a, a better me and so there's this there's this guy who i listens to very much les brown he's one of my motivational speakers and i saw myself as les brown in that he wanted to be a radio personality when he was younger and um a lot of persons did not have the confidence in him mm -hmm. and like me he used to just hang around the disc jockey at the time and the disc jockey one day was drunk i believe and really couldn't make it 
and he basically just prance on that opportunity. And if you know Mr. Les Brown well, for persons who look at him on YouTube, he's one of the best motivational speakers there is in life. And so I, I, I take that from him in the way that I, I go out there and turn my challenges into a very fascinating time. Yes, I'm certainly familiar with Les Brown and, and you're certainly correct that that's how he got his opportunity. He speaks about it quite extensively. And you know, it's so interesting that we're having this conversation because you talked about the apprentices in terms of um, the electrical work that you're doing, but I have to let you know that you also have an apprentice in me because I listen to you quite often on the radio and I really appreciate your style and I've been learning because this is only like the third month that I've been in broadcasting. So okay. I've been learning quite a bit from just listening to the tone of your voice, the energy that you put, the way that you always remember to include people such as the homebound when you're sending out your initial greetings. So thank you for the lessons that you're teaching me on broadcasting. Well, much obliged, much obliged. <laughs> and now the other thing I know that you're quite interested in is that you're a passionate activist, right? So I know that you had some experience in like, for example, Operation Youthquake and the Youth Development Division. And I was just wondering, was that what sparked your interest in the importance of institutions or where does that, where does that drive come? Come from. Okay, well, well, okay, even before I get to that whole activism part of me, you spoke about Operation Youth Creek and the Youth Development Division in Dominica. These are the places, the institutions in Dominica, where when growing up, things were very, very rough for my parents, um, financially, economically, that is. And so um, when I graduated to go to high school, that is the Dominica Grammar School. Things were so rough, as I said before, with my parents, especially my mother. Um, by the way, my mother's name Elizabeth is, is Elizabeth Joseph, um, a very beautiful lady, I must say. I, I, I commend her every day for making me into the type of person that I am today. My father has gone to the great beyond, but he too has played a critical role in my life in terms of where I am today as a young man. But, but, but just to go back to the point that I was making in that things were very rough for my mom in particular, um, with whom I raised. And um, when I got that pass to go to high school, I had to be sponsored because my mother couldn't do it economically. She couldn't buy the books, they were that expensive, the school uniforms, and all of that goes into a young man attending high school. And so I had to be sponsored by an organization in Dominica called Mapping Telecoms. Mm -hmm. That is a, a TV station we used to have in Dominica, um, funded by Mr. Mr. Abraham. I think Ronald Abraham is his name, I believe. Yes. yes. Um, so, so, so they really helped me along my way. And the Operation Youth Quick Path is where as an organization, that organization, it, 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 it helps young people in Dominica to kind of charter their way, especially if these young people are not the privileged type. So I had, an, I had again, an, an opportunity to, to be at that youth quake. It, it really speaks 
the name speaks for itself operation youth quake in that it is a place where young people youthful people who are having challenges whatever challenges you may have there's this organization in dominica that they put you through a quote-unquote a, 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 a schedule a programming and at that operation it, it, it kind of brings out the best in you as a young person and so again i want to say thanks to mr lennox abraham who is the director managing director of operation earthquake and all his staff there who in one way shape or the other had some kind of positive impact on my life um being 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 at that place in my life um i always had an eye i always had a heart for the downtrodden because i know i was there and i always told myself whenever i grew up i wanted to be that voice be that eyes be whatever it was or whatever it is for that person who is down there who really cannot find their way out of their doldrums and and that is where that whole social activism part of me kicked in in that i i i, I detest injustice i detest any situation that other people may want to victimize other people um so 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 dominica having a good chunk of that level of of, of deprivation of people character of people's character um, the victimization that goes on in the political sphere even in the business sphere um, and the whole you know just looking down on other people as nothing sometimes that i cannot stomach and so that is why that level of of of, of activism that vociferousness comes out sometimes in me when i see those things happening yes certainly and i can certainly attest that you're the voice for the voiceless now if you're just joining us we're speaking to mr loftus dura out of dominica by profession he's an electronic technician as well as an electrician but he's also a radio personality on Q95 FM in Dominica. And we are talking about the important role that he plays as an, a social activist in Dominica. Now, Lofty, I guess this begs the question, what sort of challenges do you face? Dominica is such a small society. What sort of challenges do you face for being so outspoken against injustice in Dominica? well one of my other mentors in the business of social activism is this very very great orator he was um malcolm x malcolm x to me lived at a time and also martin luther king they lived at a time where in their time racism was on the rise in america and they really rose to the occasion and did their very best to try to stamp out that hysteria of racism and um malcolm x he always always whenever he started to speak always recognized his foes and so i took a cue from him because your your foe sometimes is there are people who don't want to see the best for you in whatever area of life but they too serve a purpose 
in that they keep you grounded because you know jolly well that there are persons out there who wants to see you fall, who do not want to see your dreams and aspirations become a reality. And so, yes, in Dominica, there are lots of persons out there who I know um, are very indifferent to me speaking my mind where I see injustice shows its ugly head. But as I said, they only serve me as being, they only keep me grounded because I, I know these, ener these negative energies, they are out there. But as I said before, I am a very optimistic person. I see the glass half full. So it's true they are there. It's true these forces are there to try to pull me back, pull me down. You know, whatever it is, some persons may even go out there and say bad things about me, not knowing me, want to tarnish my character in one way, shape or another. Once I know that my conscience is clear, I do what I have to do and move on with the interests of my people in mind. That is, that is where my, my, my heart is. Could you repeat that? I said my interest, you, you heard me right. Yes. My interest is to serve people to the best of my ability, whatever their need may be. Yes, yes, and I can certainly see that, that being the case. Now, it seems like you're always on the move in terms of ideas and concepts to do just that. And it looks like your latest uh, project is the new show on Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. I listen religiously to let you know. And it is, I think it's called Civic Vibes, right? So tell us what was the idea behind that specific show that you now host Sundays at 1 p.m.? Okay, a, a lot of people say it's a show, but I, I normally say it's a program. Yes. Um, show to me is, you know, you come, you listen to a show and, you know, you just get the hype of it and move on. But a program speaks to something a little bit deep, yes. something that you are part and parcel of, you the listener out there. So yes, it's a Civic Vibes program. It speaks for itself in that Civic's, in our country, it is lacking. When I speak to the young persons in particular, even the elderly, some of the elderly people sometimes, I don't see or I don't hear coming from them that they are grounded as civic-minded people. Civics has to do with your way of life, your culture, your your everything as a citizen, knowing your rights, knowing your responsibilities towards your country and fellow men. And so that I knew, well, not I knew, that I was told by some elderly folks that was being taught in schools before. But I went to grammar school, I went to primary school for what, five years, 10 years plus, and there wasn't this, this subject called civics. And I know deep down that is as a result of the, 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 the lack of civics, the, the lack of knowing who you are as a citizen, knowing your rights, 
knowing your responsibility as a citizen of the country because being a citizen of any country i'm talking about dominica because that's where i'm from but being a country of and being a citizen sorry of any country that should stand for something and and um a lot of times countries go through different um turmoils especially political turmoil and it stems back by and large persons in that country they are not akua they are not in touch with they being uh, a citizen of this country what it takes to be a citizen of that country what they have to do what they have to say how they have to act you know just the whole cultural aspect of being a citizen of a country so that is why i chose to kind of reintroduce that back into the dominican context so that the young persons in particular they would get a better grasp if they're following the program every sunday because when i come to the program it is it is something that i'm building it's like you know if you're you're contracting you're building a house so you study the foundation then you have your 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 floor you have your exterior walls you have your roof so it's something that i'm building in order that young persons in particular the elderly folks they are there as well but young persons in particular come on board and know much more of the importance of being a citizen of any country yes certainly and i commend you for doing just that and i think it's, it's especially important that you give the young people an opportunity to come on the show i think uh, recently you had a group of um calinago um young people on the show and it was so impressive to listen to how in particular how they are researching their heritage how they are researching how they can revive their culture their language their dance so tell us why is it so important not only for you to speak to the young people but you have them come on the show as well um i believe persons learn better by example persons learn better when they are involved and so it is one thing to speak to people or speak to young people in particular but it's another thing to know when they listen what they or how much they got from listening but if you engage them if you have them participate in what you're doing then there comes a level of again responsibility on their part to 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 add some value to whatever topic is being discussed to whatever project we're doing at the time to to improve their lives or their community life and so that is why i i took it upon myself as part of that program civic vibes to engage the young people every other sunday in that they are they are part and parcel of the program so that i i normally in the background before we come to the program tell them straight up guys the world is listening it is not a quote-unquote wash your foot thing and come you have to do your research you have to you know do the extra hours so that when you come on this program you are well researched you are your profession you're your professional you you know what you speak about and so that is what i implore the young people to do and like you said before you 
hear them. And I guess that is a, a, a testament of what I just said a while ago in terms of how I am encouraging them to do what they do before they come on the program. Yes, and it's, it's also another example of how you're passing the knowledge on because hopefully I can certainly hear that a few of them are destined to be in media, whether it's radio, television, some kind of broadcasting. Yes. So kudos to you for preparing them for a career in possibly media. Now you talked about the importance of civics and how you're building on everything and the lack of civics at schools in Dominica. So would one of your goals be to see civics reintroduced in the schools and would you like to play a role in, in, in that? Well, that would be absolutely one of my goals for sure. Um, and, if, and, and thanks as we speak because they say iron sharpen if iron so right there you give me something to think about now Absolutely. when I meet just by next week write a letter to the Ministry of Education and say hey guys you know what about the reintroduction of civics in our yeah. curriculum yeah mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so as we get ready to wind down is there anything else you want to talk with us any final thoughts you want to leave for the listeners well, there's much more that I can say to, you, to yourself and to your listeners, but I guess with the constraint of time, we'll have to cut it short. So I would always welcome another opportunity to be on with you so that the listening public, those viewing can have a better idea of me as a person and my aspiration, my dreams for Dominica, and not just Dominica, but the region in which I live, the Caribbean basin, and also the wider community. Um, I had the opportunity sometimes January of this year to go to the U.S. to enroll in a leadership training program as it pertains to volunteerism and, and again, civic leaders. And so I just want to thank the many, many persons who made that trip a worthwhile a success as it was. I also want to thank the, the embassy, the, British, the U.S. embassy in Bridgetown, Barbados for facilitating that transaction right there. Um, all the teachers who, who um, taught, um, it was 42 of us, 42 participants worldwide. We had people from as far as Lebanon, um, all over, all over. We had a wonderful time. And so I just want to thank everyone who played a role in, in having me part of that lifetime experience. And so with that, with what I learned, I am more armed, quote unquote, to come back to execute on the ground. And that is where I am. I am even more fired up to, to, to help build communities, help groom younger persons so that they can emulate something from me and then their peers can emulate something from them and the cycle goes on and on and on. So again, I just want to thank you for giving me that opportunity to speak to you this afternoon and your audience at large yes and again thank you for the tireless work that you do and i would love to have you on anytime you want to come on you have a major announcement you want to talk a little bit more of how the civic development is going that is certainly a topic we can keep exploring now by way of contact if i was interested in hiring you for your electrical services how might might i get in touch with you well, the world really goes with emails and stuff now. So my email address is Loftus Dura. That is my name, Loftus Dura, L-O-F-T-U-S. It's one word, D-U-R-A-N-D. And you add seven, six to that, 
at gmail.com. Also, my telephone number is 1767-245-2396. Once you try any of those contacts, you will find me somewhere along the line. Good, good. So thank you for sharing that. So once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us today. And we certainly look forward to keeping in touch with you and all the wonderful work that you're doing, especially for the young people. Yeah, and I want to thank you very much for extending that opportunity. And I know yourself, you are doing solid work in the background yourself, this push past 10 um, <laughs> um, aspect of it. I know you're a you're solid contributor. You're a solid contributor to your country as well. So I just want to thank you very much and continue to do your best in what you do. Yes, thank you. And you know, the way I look at it is we each have a role to play. So, sure. you know, I'm certainly made from the same cloth that you are because I think that success actually is the degree to which I'm passing on the knowledge. And it sounds like you feel the same way as well. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So nice connecting with you and we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ms. Simone. Thank you. Thank All you for right. that. Take care. I'll listen to you on Sunday as always. All right. Great. Indeed. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. Thank you, Lofty. Thank you for stopping by and telling us all about the important work that you are doing with regards to youth development. And as I mentioned before, you know, this is one of the topics that I want us to explore in the coming years. You know, we have so much work to do as a community and as a society. And one of the areas I am certainly passionate about is youth development, because, you know, so many of our young people just need some direction. And this is one of the reasons that I began this program, because I want them to see examples of people who were in similar situations to the ones that they're currently in and how they were able to face that adversity and the challenges and how they were able to just find some traction with their life. So you can expect to hear more about youth development. Maybe we can have Lofty back on with us sometime in the coming year. And we're also going to be looking at other topics such as family life and parenting and financing and how do you, you know, grow your income and just some suggestions and how to build wealth in general. So I have a wonderful uh, connection on Facebook, Mr. Havis Badwill, and he has already signed up to be our financial expert. So we will be hearing from him sometime later in the year, and he will be a constant presence in our life as he shows us how to navigate the challenges of this very difficult economic world that we live, we live in currently. And of course, we will have someone present on entertainment and lifestyle and travel and leisure. So I don't want it to all be just about self-development in terms of, you know, the stuff that we need to do, but also self-development in terms of the things that we can enjoy doing. So I'm hoping to convince Mr. Miguel Labadee out there in Dominica. He's a radio personality and the host of several programs in Dominica. So I'm hoping to convince him to be our lifestyle expert 
uh, for next year. So wonderful things coming up. Very excited of, of where we're going and where we've been and certainly looking forward to continuing growing with you. And of course, we mentioned what to expect in October. I think you can already tell we're going to be enjoying some wonderful music uh, as we celebrate Dominica in October. And again, if you're not from Dominica, we enjoy you to come over and celebrate with us. And I've also convinced Mr. Gordon Henderson to join us in teaching us a little bit about our Creole heritage. So beginning this Saturday, we will be doing a Facebook Live event where uh, Gordon will introduce a topic and we will just get a chance to practice speaking a little bit of Creole because I don't know about you, but I am so much better at understanding our Creole language than I am at speaking. And I have to tell you, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing, but my husband is actually American Haitian, Haitian American. So it's a little bit embarrassing to admit that I am not as fluent in Creole as I would like to be. So again, you can join us Saturday from 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook Live, of course, Push Past 10, P-U-S-H, P-A-S-T, the number 10 on Facebook. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the Creole culture, as well as learning to be just a little bit more fluent in speaking Creole. So very exciting opportunities are coming our way. So I'm hoping that you will stay with us and you will continue to learn and grow with us. So in a little while, I will tell you who our upcoming guest is going to be. But there is a particular story I've been wanting to share for the longest time. I heard about this young man since uh, July, actually, and I have not had an opportunity to share his information. So I'm happy that I have a few minutes today to do just that. So I want you to listen very carefully to this young man's story. His name is Rehan Staten, and he is from Maryland in the US. And he has such a powerful story of inspiration that I've been meaning to share with you for the longest time. So listen very carefully as he shares his story, and then we will really nervous about this one. An Ivy League dream. Congratulations! Now a reality for 24-year-old Rahan Staten. But his path to Harvard Law School was paved with challenges. His mother left their family when he was just eight years old. His father worked three jobs to provide for Rahan and his brother Reggie. There were times where we just didn't have electricity. We didn't have food in, in the fridge. Their struggles at home took a toll on Rahan's schoolwork, initially rejected from every college he applied to after high school, he got a job collecting trash and cleaning dumpsters with his brother. Rahan was later accepted to the University of Maryland, but when his father had a stroke, he started working as a trash collector again. His days would start at 4 a.m. so he could work before school. If you put in the effort and the work and you stay committed, things will fall into place. And they did. Rahan went on to be the student speaker at his graduation. And as Turks, we are champions because we pick each other up. 
Now he's grateful for his family and friends who picked him up as he looks ahead to attending one of the top law schools in the country. Rahan, Rahan joins us from his home in Maryland. Wow, that was awesome, Rahan. All right, look, when you graduated high school, not one college would let you in. And here we are today. You were pushing that button and you and you got the okay from Harvard. Just take us for a second inside that moment when you clicked the button and you saw that you were accepted into Harvard. It was probably the most surreal moment of my life. I mean, after going through everything that we did as a family, I just felt that, you know, we got into Harvard and like, I just can't even explain it. It was we. Beautiful. We should also point out, I mean, Harvard, obviously, you know, blue chip school, but you got into Pepperdine, <laughs> Penn, Columbia, USC, <laughs> and you struggled academically in, in high school, Rahan, as we understand it. How'd you turn things around? Well, I actually just had a support system the second time around. In high school, didn't have the just I just didn't have the support. And when I got to the, um, undergrad, I had teachers, other students, you know, leaders. Like holistically, I just couldn't fail at that point. Too much support. Rahan, it's Carson. Congratulations, man. We're excited for you. It's a great story. I know you had a lot of support from your family. What was the support like from your fellow uh, coworkers when you were working uh, on the trash collection? It was the, like the first time in my life a group of individuals who, like that weren't my father or my brother hmm. that just came around me and supported me. You know, I always people always say, you know, you look to the role model society, teachers and, you know, people of that standard. But despite that, it was the first time in my life a group of people really just empowered me, up, uplifted me, told me that I was intelligent. So I was just, you know, I believed in the hype and I was ready to go to school. (laughs) That is so awesome. And I think what accentuates what you've what you've done now is that you had a tough go of it. Your mom left when you were a little kid. There were times when it got so bad that you were talking about there wasn't even food on the table at times. How do you think you endured those years? Well, watching my father work anywhere between like one to three jobs, giving up his entire social life just to give my brother and I the basic needs. And I, I was hungry, if that makes sense. You know, I was, I was literally hungry, but also at the same time, I just really wanted to, um, to succeed. And at that time, I was really involved in sports, and I thought sports would be a way out of poverty. But watching my fa- father being supportive of my brother, if it wasn't for those two, it would, just, it would have been impossible. Rahan, we are Congrats. super proud of you. Yes, Keep us posted on your life. I know Send us we... some Harvard gear. Yeah. Wear it well. <laughs> All right. Way to go, Rahan. Thank you, babe. This is just the big. What an inspiring story, right? I mean, can you imagine having not having food on certain days and just the trials and the tribulations of his dad having to work two and three jobs and, you know, dealing with illness and not being accepted into college? You know, I like to present these types of stories because it just kind of kind of reminds us that despite our own challenges, there are a lot of people in the world who are facing so much more than we are. So just yet another example of someone who is, uh, you know, faced a lot of challenges in his life and has found ways to overcome them. So congratulations to him. I'm sure that he will make every good use of the opportunity that he has been afforded and he will go even further beyond Harvard to inspire many, many people along the way. So 
We are doing it again next week, same time, same place. Our guest next week is going to be Mrs. Jody Dangleben. And Jody is out of Dominica. She is the creator of her own beauty and hair product line. And she is going to tell us all about the challenges she faced with getting started with being the very first person to create a hairline and a cosmetic line in Dominica. So we certainly cannot wait to hear from her. And more importantly, she will tell us all about getting out of our comfort zone because, you know, like many of us know, nothing really grows in our comfort zone. If you want to grow and expand your horizon, you really have to go beyond what you're comfortable with, with doing. So Jody is going to tell us all about stepping out of your comfort zone and how you can push yourself to achieve your life goals. So I'm certainly looking forward to hearing from her. And next week as well, we are going to talk about all the noise in the world. You know, there are so many things that stand in the way of our ability to achieve our goals. But I think especially now, with so many of us spending so many hours at home, it seems like we're just inundated with a lot of noise from, you know, trying to watch the news and being bombarded with commercials to, you know, trying to find some inspiration online on Facebook and just the, a lot of distractions that we find in doing so. So I'm looking forward to sharing on that topic with you next week once we've had a chance to speak to Jody. And I am looking forward to spending the time with you as always. So it has been wonderful spending this time with you. I hope you found some value in the information we shared. Of course, if you're listening for the first time and you're not too familiar with what we're doing, you can always check out our website, Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10, at dot com. So again, pushpast10.com for all the information you need. And of course, my regular listeners know that this is where we go to listen to the past podcasts of the program if you've missed an episode. And we also get to enjoy the video interviews of our guests. And just as important, I have yet another featured guest that I have posted. So click on that link to learn all about Miss Maya Serafin, who is our feature kind of junior guest, like I like to call them. So again, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for spending the time with me. It has been wonderful and my honor to be with you as you welcome me into your homes each and every Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. So as we always say at the end of the program, remember that your challenges have made you stronger, so your story is your strength. So as we go into the week, I encourage you to stay positive, stay active, and stay productive. Until next week, have a wonderful week. Yo capote soulier à talon La pouille marche yo katambe Yo capote soulier à talon La pouille danse yo katambe 